Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we certainly had a night last night. So um, in this episode, we're actually going to be talking about something that just hit the Las Vegas Strip. And I think it was a little bit overhyped, but I think for this particular place, that's kind of what they were going for, but like in the best possible way. Um, Because I did try out. The Vault at the Bellagio, which if you've, you know, kind of been on like Vegas Twitter or just talking about F1 or, you know, just press releases about this thing. Uh, it opened, I believe, the 28th, which is, I think, um, a week or two from when I'm actually recording this. And I don't know. It was it was it's one of those things. And this is the thing. And then I want to get into it on the other side once we get into the show that this is what MGM does. Uh, they over they like, super duper hype something up. They want a specific type of clientele. Uh, They did the same thing with Mayfair Supper Club when it opened and when I was a concierge at MGM. uh, They talked about it. And I don't know. I think this is part of their marketing ploy is that, yeah, I don't think you're going to go, but you're going to want to check it out. So um, I ended up going and checking out The Vault at Bellagio, their new speakeasy inside of that beautiful hotel. Uh, But I have to tell you a little bit more about the night before we got actually into the vault itself. So um, this is the vault episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, It's the vault plus a couple other different things I did at the Bellagio last night. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting who have been experts in specialized coating servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, so let's jump into it. So I went out to the Bellagio last night, and it really was really weighing on me because I actually have a lot of things to do for my other job, big week, football starting, and I still wanted to go record something. And I had something sort of in the hopper that I was going to actually release out to the public, but I didn't feel like super like great about it just because I didn't really like the, the, the space. So um, that'll probably be in a, in a week or two, but... I went to the Bellagio because I was going to try out Harvest because I hadn't been to Harvest in a very long time. And Harvest is actually kind of like an unsung hero of the Bellagio property just because it's actually like a really nice restaurant. But the reason that nobody ever eats there, it is in the absolute shittiest location just because it's not in the Bellagio fountains. It's like in the back of the hotel next to the pool and you don't even really get a view of the pool. So really your main attraction is the kitchen itself. Oh my goodness. How, who would want that? Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to try it out cause I hadn't been there in a while. I kind of wanted a pork chop, which is something that I, you know, hadn't had in a while and I made my way over and as I made my way over and I just mulled through a couple different things. I was like, do I go to Akuda? Do I try Mott 32? 
And I don't know, I just kind of really just landed on the Bellagio and I thought I'd be able to get dinner and then end up going and uh, checking out uh, Mayfair Supper Club. And let's just let's just start there. So I ended up going to the Bellagio. It was about eight o'clock. It was about seven thirty, eight o'clock. So I was kind of running short on time because if I have dinner, that's going to take an hour and then I'm not going to have that much time and I'll be rushing to get to the, you know, twilight hours of uh, Mayfair Supper Club. So I decided I just bit the bullet and said, screw it. I'll just go to Mayfair Supper Club. So I ended up going to Mayfair. And I don't know if I've said this in other pods, but I've definitely talked to multiple people about this. That, And it's really a bone to pick. For the level that the Bellagio is at, and I consider this in a top-tier level of hotels in the Las Vegas Strip. I'm saying the Wynn, the, Bola- uh, the, Wynn, the Encore, the Venetian, the Palazzo, um, you know, Caesar's Palace, uh, like the, 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 the villas, uh, sky suites. I'm talking about all the things that are top tier level stuff, the Aria and just the bartenders. I'm just, I'm just so blown away by how like property wide, how bad the pro the, the bartenders are at the Bellagio. And, I've actually talked to multiple different bartenders at different restaurants on the Las Vegas Strip. And these are bartenders that are in restaurants. So obviously, I'm skipping all the casino bartenders because they don't have a lot of time to talk. So I'm talking about the restaurant bartenders who make cocktails. They're the ones who would be at that level that they can go really anywhere on the Strip. And I go to places like Wakuda, uh, Delilah's. Places that you know have really good bartenders. Uh, Nomad, which is one. But every time I go to the Bellagio, which if you've been at the Bellagio for quite a long time, you have huge seniority in a fantastic property. Is it is it just nice to just you, you just cash the paycheck and then charge the exorbitant prices and then give us terrible cocktails? I really have a problem with that. And I really hate to come on here and then start, you know, just pointing things out and give it sort of like an overgeneralization because I know there's good bartenders at the Bellagio, but property-wide at different locations, I get terrible cocktails. And this is across the board. I've been to Jasmine, which is their Chinese restaurant. They don't have an adequate bar. Their cocktail glasses are terrible. They don't know how to, they don't make an old fashioned with a large uh, ice cube, a big rock. Uh, I've been there. I've been to Spago or Spago. It doesn't feel like a special cocktail whatsoever. And again, I don't know if it's just me being a young person that maybe I don't know, don't look like I know what I'm doing. But the thing is, is that I order an old fashioned everywhere I go. Unless I'm getting your signature cocktail, I'm ordering an old fashioned. So I've had many, many old fashions in my life in many different locations, many different ways. And after speaking to bartenders, watching like, you know, good bartenders make these drinks. And I'm talking a real way how to make an old-fashioned because obviously someone who doesn't know how to drink an old-fashioned or know how old-fashioned is prepared or they order it you know, once every time they come to Vegas or big, big cities, they don't know what they're looking for. But I'm just going to throw it out there. I do. I do know what I'm looking for. An old-fashioned should be made in a separate glass, in a mixing glass, separate from your drinking glass, one you're going to drink out of. You can put ice in there. It doesn't matter. Because you're going to mix it up anyways and put it into the actual drinking cocktail glass. 
It should be made separately, not in the same glass. That's number one. I have a problem with that. Number two, when you put the entire orange, an orange wedge with the actual like thing that you eat on the orange, you're already messing up. You're already messed up from the beginning. I already know it's going to be a terrible cocktail because it's going to be grainy. It's going to be very, very thick. And they always, and you, you can always tell when this is a, a bartender that comes from a casino bar that goes into a restaurant bar is because that's bullshit that you get away with on the casino floor. And it really screws up the entire experience for me because, and I'm going to explain why. If you're going to a bar and you're paying, let's just say, 10 bucks for that cocktail, $12 for the cocktail that we're talking about, the one that has the orange in it, all mushed up like it's a gut, like it's a, like it's a damn, uh, it's like a freaking mojito where all the stuff is in there. I'm basically drinking fruit and it's just thick and just dirty glass. It just looks terrible. Fine. It's $12. I get it whatever but when you are charging people 20 sometimes 24 dollars for that cocktail i expect it to be a perfect old-fashioned and i don't know i'm just i'm just very nice person who doesn't like to tell you that you're doing it wrong but it matters it really matters to the experience because if you're going to be charging and you want to be highfalutin, you want to be top tier, and you want to act like you know you guys are the shit, then make your cocktails right. And that is my whole thing. And I'm, I was at Mayfair. This is not like a casino bar. This is Mayfair Supper Club where they have all of the items that they need to make these cocktails, and then I get a shit cocktail. And it just really pissed me off from the top. I mean, my food was good. I had a pork chop, which actually was new on the menu. And again... The bartender himself, he typically is not at that bar. And they always say, oh, yeah, I've been here for a few months, and they just added it. No, you're just never in that bar because I know because I've been there multiple times. Nice try for, you know, trying to get away with it for me. But I know. But, again, these, these are little things that I expect the Bellagio to do better at because I've also been to Prime, which is their steakhouse. Same shit. Same shitty cocktail for a dinner that I'm spending, you know, for me by myself, $125, $150 on. And your cocktail is not up to par with your food. And this is certainly part of the entire experience. It's just it's just mind-boggling to me that property-wide, you can have such a bad level of bartenders at the property. And the exorbitant prices that you... I was at the Petrosium Bar. Petrosium Bar, it's a very famous bar. If you ever go back and watch Ocean's Eleven, it's where they sort of give the lowdown on Terry Benedict, and there's a piano player. It's, it's in the main lobby. You can't miss it. They have caviar, all that. There's caviar and tea. They have caviar and tea at this bar. I go in there. I get an old-fashioned, and it's a shit old-fashioned again, the same way that they do it at every single other bar in that casino. So... I know there are certain bartenders that are very good at the hotel, but generally, property-wide, terrible bartenders at the Bellagio. So I just need them to step their game up to be on par with what they are saying that they are. So now that my rant is over, let's just start where the night was starting. So it was not a great night. I had spent, you know, whatever amount of money 
uh, on dinner and then my terrible cocktail. And I was just on my way home. I was going to watch the fountains because I hadn't seen them in a while. I knew, and I started talking on the phone with my brother, and I knew that they had this new concept, this new speakeasy, the vault, which many people are saying it's going to be super exclusive, very, very expensive. And this is the same thing that they did when they opened Mayfair Supper Club, uh, coincidentally, is that they said this is a place for, like, cool people. This is going to be sort of like a 1920s, you know, supper club that has music, and then it's going to have, like, a live band. And we had no idea that it was going to be enclosed. We all thought it was going to be open. And that's kind of the way they pitched it, and they also showed it to us. And it was like, eh, I don't know. And uh, it turned into a great, you know, supper club and a great concept that I think is, you know, spreading. So cool. So anyways, back to the to the speakeasy is that I kind of got all the particulars. They said it was in the old room of where the casino hosts were right next to the uh, right next to the cashier's cage. So number one, how I know that this is a good speakeasy is that I didn't find it the first time I looked for it. I was actually like in different parts of the hotel looking for it, thinking maybe I heard that wrong. And that's number number one. Very good is you get lost the first time trying to find it. It's sort of like an experience. It's sort of like a scavenger hunt, which is fun. And then I was walking back around again. And as I walked by, I was like, that's a very fancy door for being in that area. Cause it's sort of like sunk in. And, um, they've also changed the high limit. That's right there, right next to the, um, to the door. But anyways, so I walk by and I see this gold door and I was like, this is a very fancy door. And then it kind of tipped it off by these other guys were also looking for it. And then they found it and they opened the door and they made their way in, which they, I believe had a, like a reservation or they had known about it, uh, from somebody else telling them. So, uh, I was like, I found it. Awesome. So I was telling my brother, because I was on the phone with him, I was like, oh, I don't want to go in. You know, it's they say it's really expensive. I'd already spent money that night. And, you know, I just don't know what I'm in for. So I figured, I was like, okay, one drink's going to cost, let's just say, 40 bucks. I'll pay the 40 and I'll just see what it looks like on the inside. So end up walking in. It's very dark on the inside. There's a hostess right as you walk in the door. Beautiful little um, artwork as you walk in. Uh, pretty dark. Very, very, very dark inside. And she says, hello, welcome. Do you have a reservation with us? I said, no, just myself. Uh, and she was fantastic because she actually just said, oh, well, yeah, there's the, the bar's full right now, but you can come in and have a seat. And that was beautiful. I was really, really happy about that. And there was actually a, like a group of girls standing around, and I uh, didn't know you know, why they were standing there. But anyways, went in, beautiful plush heavy chairs, you know, you know, comfortable chairs you can sit in, very, very heavy, um, very nice table, and it actually was in the center. So the way that it's set up is you walk in, you have really four uh, two tops that are basically cocktail tables, um, pretty good size and, you know, good lighting inside. And then along the edges, so on the left and the right-hand side, they have these, like, semi-private booths that actually sort of curve in and have, uh, you know, chair seating on the outside of them and round tables. So they can typically fit about five people, maybe three people in the booth and then two people in chairs on the outside. But very, very dark. It's very much, like, cocktails only. Uh, they do have snacks. They do have, like, uh, nigiri, sashimi, sushi. They also have a beautiful dessert uh uh, chocolate bar, uh, which is called 24 Carat Bar, uh, which is actually not too expensive. It's only like $16, so and you can share it, which is actually very part of the course. But not too bad. So you sit down, 
beautiful, beautiful chandelier that sits over the uh, beautiful bar that actually has like this nice, very like gold, not quite brass, but it sort of looks like that, sort of like 1920s. Uh, and then you have the bartenders sort of working, doing their thing, all this mixology going on. Uh, very high-end spirits. So just know that most of the spirits inside of the vault are going to run $30 and up. I believe $28 was the cheapest uh, spirit that I saw on the menu, uh, which the menu does have all of its signature drinks. It even has market price drinks, which that's very, very interesting. You don't really see that. Um, it's certainly something that is new to me. Uh, but they show you the pictures of all these beautiful, beautiful uh, cocktails, which to their detriment, well, to the good and their detriment, is that you are now expecting because they're straight up pictures of the drink you're going to have. If it is not that drink, it can be highly disappointing. And that's something that I had on my experience was that I ordered something and it didn't come out looking the way that it looked in the picture. And I wanted it to look like that. So uh, anyways, I sat down. Uh, Abby, the waitress, uh, walked over. Absolutely wonderful. She did a fantastic job. And you can tell that they're still opening because she's still kind of, you know, getting the hang of, you know, what's in the cocktails and so on, so on and so forth. But she was a fantastic waitress just because she was very attentive. She was very helpful in terms of the menu itself. So they will help you with the menu because the menu itself is very avant-garde. It's very, very high-end. It's very, very expensive. And they know, they, they do ask the right questions. They say, well, what do you like? What's your preference? Do you like whiskey? Do you like gin? Do you like vodka? And those are good places to start. So she, she's asking all the right questions. So Abby did a fantastic job uh, in that sense. Uh, overall, she was a fantastic waitress. And um, she's beautiful, of course, because um, it's a very expensive restaurant. But very attentive, really personable, really fantastic. So shout out Abby, my cocktail waitress. Um, or waitress. Or hostess. I don't know. I don't know which one to use. Server. Whichever one's the nicer one. Let's go with it. So anyways, I get inside. I'm sitting down get all my stuff together, get the menu, open it up, and then boom, the first thing that's on there is the English Spies. So you can check out their menu on their website or their Instagram. That's the best place to check it out. That was the cheapest thing on the menu of the signature drinks was the English Spy, and that was $35, which when you really think about it, you're like, oh, $35. I pay that for like, you know, appetizers or, you know, a really, really big, like, you know, a really, really big app. And, uh... I think when you're drinking or when you're in a place that has lots of money, uh, certain prices start to seem a little bit more uh, doable for sure. Uh, I also am by myself, so that actually helps as well. So uh, the next thing I would say is do not come here if you're looking for an affordable drink. Do not come here if you're looking for even a cheap drink. You are coming here to spend top dollar for these drinks. Uh, and if you have an expense account, it will be certainly tested on this, uh, this occasion. So I didn't want that one because I did like, I wanted a whiskey drink. So as I flipped through the pages, they did have some, I, I said, I like whiskey. And she, uh, Abby actually flipped over the pages and said, well, you should try the Vapor Trail, which the Vapor Trail is sort of like an old fashioned of what we were kind of looking for, but not quite, but it's on its way there. It has some of the, uh, the things we're looking for. So it actually has Japanese whiskey in it. It does have bitters. It also has... Um, the lemon peel that I was looking for uh, didn't quite have the sugar, which was very, very interesting. But anyways, I looked at the price, 60 bucks, 60 bucks for this particular whiskey. So 
uh, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I ended up ordering the uh, Vapor Trail. And once you order, so remember, this is very important. Once you order, they'll offer you water. By the way, they charge for water, guys. What are, what are we doing here? What are we doing? They charged me $10 for water. And it was tap water, just regular water. So I don't know. I might have a little problem with that, but I went with it. But 10 bucks for water is quite steep. Anyways, so as we move on, once you order your drink, they will bring you uh, an amouge Amouge bouche, an amouge cocktail. I did this for the actual video. So if you want to check out the video of this, this is a fantastic time to plug it in. Uh, Conscious Confidential underscore LV is where you can find the video for the vault. Uh, same thing for TikTok. You can find us at Keys to Vegas on TikTok to watch the video for this particular experience where you can see the amuse. I call it a cocktail. I call it a complimentary cocktail uh, crafted. Uh, and it was quite good. It was like a cognac, which like with a bunch of other mixed, mixed mixing things. It's basically a free shot. So they do give you a free shot, which is quite nice. But that's after you buy your first cocktail. So after you purchase your cocktail, they give you that, the Amuse cocktail. And after that, they will come over. Michael, shout out to the buster, Michael. Uh, been there for over 20 years for the company. So as uh, he comes out, complimentary snacks, which is quite cool. They have spicy nuts they also had fried what do you call those things olives they had fried olives and then they also had what i chowed down on they had homemade parmesan cheese crackers which were quite good they were basically really really fancy cheeses that's essentially what they were they were very very fancy cheeses but they were very good so i uh, i chowed down on those um but yeah, that was complimentary as well. So maybe just like sub in like the water for that and you can count it as, you know, 10 bucks. Fine. So as I kind of look around, you're kind of getting the vibe of the place. It's usually it's a, like a little bit older in terms of uh, like millennial. So you're looking somewhere in people in their 30s into their 40s. Uh, you don't really you didn't really get the old, old crowd, which is probably a good thing. You probably wanted a more young and sexy group. But again, it wasn't too busy, which I liked. The music was perfect for like a loungy atmosphere. It wasn't like, for example, Juliet, which Juliet just opened over at the Venetian, which um, I think they were working out the kinks, but they had live music and I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, it didn't sound correctly. It wasn't mixed right. So kind of an off-putting experience. And then they put like regular music on after they sung and stuff and it didn't sound great so wasn't a fan of that uh i did go to easy speakeasy uh you know a couple weeks back so we might be reviewing that on this particular podcast but that one has live music and i did not enjoy the music aspect of that uh just because i don't like people yelling at the performers to do this song yeah do Freebird, bro i don't like that and if you're that kind of person like i guess but I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm kind of in a, in a, in a pissy mood, I guess, for the, for the, the speakeasies. I really just have like a really high standard of what I want in my speakeasy, very particular, which is what I got out of the vault. The vault really just hit everything that I liked. It was very chill. It was good for like a single person. It was, you know, kind of had a vibe to it. It did have, you know, a couple beautiful women, but like doesn't count because like one of them was married to the manager. So probably not a good start, but Again, they're just opening, but it was cool. I think it was a good level of people. There was enough people in there 
to make it feel like a vibe. And actually, when it got really loud, it actually felt like you're like a little too loud at the moment. So this is definitely a place where you're going to get a much more mature clientele because, again, the prices. So just keep that in mind. I know that right now it's actually not hard to get in, but in the future, it may be like invitation only. You might need a host. Uh, you, you, you can uh, Also, I found out that you can make a reservation on Instagram through their Seven Rooms app, uh, and that will try to grant you access to the vault. So right now, I think you're able to walk in, but just be wary on those weekends. Just keep in, keep in mind. But anyways, the drink came out. Uh, Abby presented it beautifully. Um, it has the smoke and she does the whole thing and we videotaped it. It was beautifully clear. And then it had the orange peel on the side, exactly how I wanted it. And it went down so, so smooth. So I was very, very pleased with the way that they mixed this cocktail. And they do give you time sort of in between ordering and getting the drink to sort of savor it. Also, it is a, in a higher cocktail glass. So you do actually get, a, I think, a little bit more cocktail out of this drink than you would say a normal drink. So, I mean, is it $60 worth extra? Who knows? But you're paying for the experience. You're paying for, you know, the type of whiskey that's in there, which is I'm assuming is like a uh, young Tory and that kind of whatever. So anyways, I had that, had my drink, chilled out. Abby was like on it. She was making sure I was doing okay. And I said I wanted to try another drink as well. So uh, she was she was very helpful. So I actually went back and I was looking at the signature menu. Uh, I was looking at the signature drinks on the menu, and the English Spy I saw has milk in it. Was that was one of like the features that had milk, and I didn't think I was gonna like that very much because it didn't look like it in the picture. So I said, ah, oh, like maybe I'll try something else. I don't like milk, and I don't think I'm gonna enjoy this drink. And she said, no, it's very very good. And actually, they strain out the milk, so you don't actually get the milk itself. You do get like kind of the this is going to sound very, very pretentious, but you get sort of the essence of milk inside of the cocktail, which I did. You do get like that milky sort of sleekness to it, but you don't actually get the milk in it as well. Like it comes out clear. So that was a gin based cocktail, which gin has really made a comeback. So if you go to a lot of different bars, gin, and if you're a gin drinker, a lot of gin cocktails coming out of the bars now. I think because gin is a really good base for a lot of different types of cocktails. So gin kind of replacing vodka at the moment but gin really making a comeback in the bar scene so i don't know just keep that in mind when you guys go out to the bars but that was 35 bucks so for adding this up it's 60 bucks for the first cocktail 35 bucks for the next add the water that's another 10 dollars. so we were at 110 dollars for two cocktails two that's it could you imagine if you were on a date that's like almost a 200 dollar bill so, my goodness, uh, this place is very expensive. It's right up my alley of what I like to, what, of how I like my speakeasies, or just how I like lounges in general. Dark, quiet, elegant, high class. I love it. It's all, it's all what I want. Uh, so, uh, would I recommend the vault? Yeah, sure. For one drink, one drink is good. That's all you need. Like, I was struggling to get through my first drink, and I was just, I was already kind of like, you know, a little tipsy. But it was quite good. Really, really enjoyed the atmosphere. Beautiful people on the inside. Uh, I think this place is, can be popular, uh, but I hope it doesn't get, you know, super outpriced for some people. 
But again, that's not who they were made for. This was made for the high-end, the high-end clientele. If you want to feel like you're high-end, you can drink here. This is not a place where you're going to be loud and you're not going to take your boys here. I mean, there were guys, there were four guys here, and cool. But it's you're, you're not going to like get nuts at this bar. You're certainly going there if you like cocktails. You're certainly going there for if you want an experience. And, of course, it's always fun to find places like this. So uh, do I think it's going to last long? We'll see. And I think it might be able to just because it's a very specific clientele. And what I love about certain speakeasies like Ghost Donkey. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Ghost Donkey, Mob Museum. That's uh, Sorry, that's the underground is what it's called. Uh, the the uh, Ski Lodge. They know who their audience is. And they know what theme they're trying to get through. And they stick to it. And if you can do that, I feel like you are going to find your audience and I think that it can be very, very popular. So I think the vault will do, be just fine as long as you get that clientele inside the doors and they enjoy it. So, uh, oh, I didn't even actually explain why. Oh, yeah, so like, let's get back to the English, the English spy. So the English spy told you that you know when you get your picture uh, or you're, you're looking at the menu of the restaurant and they show the picture of the thing that you're going to eat or drink in this case, really cool looking sort of glass that sort of like spiraled up and it just sort of had these cool forms on it. And when it came out, man, can I tell you that I was disappointed. Uh, that glass was not the one that was presented. It was basically in like a really upscale like champagne cup that you get at like a really like low end New Year's party. And they put like the rosemary on top. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys couldn't figure out like maybe like a high top glass or just something different. It literally looks like I'm drinking out of a cup on an airplane from Southwest, which I mean, kudos Southwest. I still like your Dr. Pepper. But man, I was disappointed with that. So just one little thing. I mean put it in a different glass i even like kind of like came i was like oh like i was expecting in a different glass um and abby to her credit said they were cleaning the glasses they didn't have any more of those glasses to show for the presentation so um also you might be asking yourself why don't i tell them that i work for or i do um a, a, a social media account that does pictures and videos and i'm gonna be like promoting this and uh i don't do that because i don't think that's cool uh i like to Maybe if it comes up in conversation, maybe we're talking about it, and then I'll say that I do this. But um, I don't like them to feel – I don't like any of the staff to feel like they have to cater to me extra because I do this kind of thing, and it's very visual. Um, I just present it as if I'm one of you guys going into this place and how they would treat normal people, regular people as they go in. Although I do go to places like Delilah's, and they know me, and it's cool. So – that's always nice. So anyways, um, that was today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I know we took some time away for a little bit. Hopefully you guys check out the um, watch guide for the NFL coming. Um, it's already out, but the NFL uh, week one is coming this weekend. If you're listening to this after this fact, this is actually a, still a really good guide to check out uh, on the Concierge Confidential feed um, just because it does tell you where you can find and watch a lot of the football games, whether it's college or pro. Just because it says week one on it doesn't mean that it just has to be on week one. You can do this 
anytime throughout the season, and you can refer back to it when you are coming to Vegas during this time of the year. So, um, again, this was uh, the Vault episode at the Bellagio. Hopefully you guys enjoy it or enjoyed it. If you want to check out the visual version of this, you can always go check out Concierge Confidential underscore LV and check out our uh, reel on Instagram. You can check out our videos on TikTok at Keys to Vegas. And you can follow me, Brian Ortega underscore 26 on Instagram as well. Uh, that's like more chill stuff. Uh, so hopefully you guys, you know, enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate that you guys are always listening to uh, the feed. And yeah, if you actually just DM me stuff or just let me know something that you might be interested in talking about or you want me to cover, uh, I'll try to make sure to jump on that uh, when I read it. And I do try to respond to DMs in terms of like when you come to Vegas and if I can give you recommendations, I try to do my best to give you the best options that I know um, at the time. So again, this was this week's Last Night in Vegas, The Vault. Uh, hopefully if I see you guys out, that's awesome. I'll say hello, but remember, keep it confidential.